episode two of Stargirl Podcast. This is Lizzie, and I'm here with my friend Angie, and we are going to get right into it. You already sort of got to know us, though we'll be talking about us more during all of our podcasts because we're the ones talking, so. <laughs> it's hard not to talk about ourselves, unfortunately, so get I used mean, to that. We are kind of awesome anyway, so you, know? you want to know. But today, we are going to talk about our titular, our main character, our star girl, especially in her family. So we are going to go a little bit into Courtney. And I just want to say, um, we're going to go into comics. Girls do like comics. Girls do read comics. Like, you were here by mistake, and you're like, oh, my God, what are they going to talk about? We're actually going to talk about comics. So, yay. Yay. There are... So, just to warn you guys, there are a lot of comics out there with Stargirl and the JSA, so we're not, it's impossible to, in an hour, cover everything. But we're going to try our best to pick out the highlights to discuss from the different comics. And and it's almost surprising to me how much there is, considering she's not an old character, really. She's got like 20 years of comic history. You yeah, which is kind of new. Years, yeah, you would think in 20 years there wouldn't be that much. But boy, is there a lot. There's, yeah, there's a lot to cover. Like if you go into um, like what, Comics Line or you look at her page on Fandom, there's a lot listed under her appearances. <clears throat> And I, I went and, and read as much as I could. But we're not perfect. We haven't read anything. So if you have a comment, <laughs> yeah. you can always leave that comment later. We'll let you know where on Twitter. You can email us. Um, be nice and tell us what you would like to know. But we're going to talk about what we did know, what we do know. And we promise we did our research. Right. Because as we discussed in episode one, we do also have jobs in addition to this, unfortunately. So we can't spend all day reading Stargirl comics. As as much fun as that would be, uh, we're not currently being paid for that. Sadly. But again, like like we said before, if you somehow want to pay us to do it, if we are here, we'll, we'll do it. I will gladly accept that job. <laughs> I will take one for this team and accept that job. <laughs> oh. So I think we can start by talking about her like a little more generally. Um, Mm -hmm. I don't know if people know that Stargirl was based on Jeff John's sister who died. Mm -hmm. Um, Sort of like her name and maybe a little bit of her personality. We don't really know how much uh, because he's not like telling us all about his sister. Um, But this is sort of where Stargirl started. Mm-hmm. Arrived. Um, in 1999, her first appearance in Stars and Stripe in, I think, July of 99. So I have that comic right here. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And that series had 15 issues total if you count issue number zero. Yeah. So there was, so that's what I like about this particular character is you got the solo series first. And we really got to know who she is. And then she got put into a team. And then yeah. you got to see her play off of all the different characters in the JSA. I agree because you didn't like sort of have to get to know her as you were getting to know other people. But when you went into JSA, you already sort of knew her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that, that made it... I, I mean, I feel like team... Sometimes, even in comics, and this happens on TV as well, it's hard to balance all the characters that you have and give them all, like, a moment to shine. hmm Yeah, and I will say that <clears throat> if we go into the other JSA comics, sometimes she doesn't get, like, Courtney doesn't get much attention until way later in the run. And she'll kind of just be, like, a background character or a character that'll show up for a conversation, show up for a fight. And then she kind of disappears for a bit. So I do like that she had that solo series again. And then she gets featured throughout the different, like, what? Uh, JSA from 
1999 had 87 issues. <laughs> 87. Yeah. That's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah. But and, that, and I agree with you that she is a little bit of a background character in a lot. Even on the actual TV appearances she's had, she hasn't really been a main character anywhere. Mm-hmm. Which is good that she's now getting her own series and we can talk about just her. Um, but we do have to compare with what came before her for mm-hmm. the character. Um, and what came before was, yeah, that, that first uh, Stars and Tri- Stripes, um, which was her solo series. And then a lot of team stuff um, that didn't really allow her to shine. Mm-hmm. Um, um, how do we want to talk about sort of like a general what her abilities are and how she started or like we, we assume that you nerds have read the same comments <laughs> we have <laughs> well we can talk about things that we can pull perhaps from her solo series that would be interesting to see on TV um, I mean I love that she's a gymnast uh, yes. Kickboxer. Kick Absolutely. Yeah, and I think that'll definitely translate well to uh, a television show, especially since we saw that Breck is starting her stunt training already. Yeah, and I, it's perfect because she was, you said that she was a cheerleader, right? Yeah, she was a cheerleader. Yeah. That's so perfect. Um, as far also as her character, you know how she's. So this takes place in the late 90s when it was written. So there was kind of like that like teenage angst in the mix in this story, but also mixed in with like a valley girl vibe. Do you like, do you remember when you were reading that, how she like, she moves to Blue Valley, like that's her new home, but she's from Beverly Hills. Yeah. So how do you think, like, do you think that that stereotype can still play well for TV today? Or do you think that will also be updated? I I think that will also most likely be updated. I I don't know if that plays as well 20 years later as it did then. And, And also, if you want the show to be, like, more people to sort of get it, you have to use, like, a stereotype that more people will get. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're, you're going too specific, I think, with the stereotype. And it, and it sort of happened that a lot of us got it as we were reading. Um, but I don't know if it's something you want to try to do in uh, 13 episodes. Um, just stay in that stereotype? I, I wouldn't think so. Yeah, I think the new girl thing and being mad at your parents about having to start over, especially like in high school, You know, like if you ever had to move around during high school, that's like hard. So I think that that would be, I think that's a universal thing of having to be uprooted from your life and being put into a new school and, you know, not getting well, not getting along with your step parent very well. I think that could be a universal draw for her character. Yeah, I think the stepdad, I think comics in general also do a really good job of playing up familial relationships are not the most common ones so every time you have like a adopted someone or a stepdad or something like that they i they usually play up that especially in adaptations comics are a lot about like the family you find mm-hmm. the family you decide to have so uh, i will imagine especially considering who they cast as her stepdad that that's gonna play a role mm-hmm. so oh I, yeah i don't think I don't think you cast a big name if you're not going to use the actor. Yeah, absolutely. And especially since uh, her stepdad, Pat, is likely going to be fighting alongside her, at least for a little bit, right? Because why else would you Why else would you yeah. have that character if he's not going to suit up? You I know would I mean? imagine. Since, she, since like, so much of her solo series had her fighting alongside with her stepdad, like, even with the JSA involved in her show, I feel like they gotta have the stepdad suit up. I would imagine. Like, I haven't seen any recent pictures of how he looks. Sometimes when you see the actor, you're like, yeah, yeah, he's suiting up. Because you can mm-hmm. see that he, they've been working out. But he's sort of been, like, laying low. Um, yeah. 
And also, like, he'd likely be in a big old robot suit anyway. So really, yeah. if he let himself go, he could still get away with it. Yeah, but they they never do. That's I mean, true. the level of, like, I'm not going to say passion. It's going to be commitment that it takes to be an actor. It's something that sometimes I'm really like, yeah, I can't do that. That's true. Uh, let's see. Who else do we have? So she's in high school. She's I got think. her friends who all of them know, like, I, I know this is, I'm sorry, I'm interrupting you. Huh, but like, the, the, the thing that sort of strikes me about her is that I think everyone knows who she is. She's got the <laughs> worst secret identity in the history of secret identities. And we always make fun of characters because you're like, well, how is there, like, Superman in his glasses and all of that? But yeah. at least there was a level of, you couldn't believe that person was that person. So, like, it was a mental block. Uh-huh. She goes around like telling everyone. I think it's like I remember it being even a joke within the comics. Uh huh. Like everyone knows who you are. Yeah, I think it's it's sort of having to connect back to like the folly of youth. Like because she's young, she doesn't think that anything will happen to her if people know her secret identity. Yeah. Because you know when you're young, yeah. you're like super confident about everything. Oh, nothing's nothing bad's gonna happen to me. Yeah, and I got my friends and all the... It's also, like you say, when you're young, you sort of think that everyone you meet is someone you can trust. That's true. Yeah, and then that's when you learn that you can't trust everyone. Sad but true. Not um, that we're jaded, but we've learned that lesson, I'm sure. <laughs> yes, we have. And um, we assume Courtney's going to learn that lesson as well. Um, so, oh, one thing that I was thinking about when I was looking at casting and then while I read the solo series is that she doesn't really have a best friend character cast like okay we've seen pictures um of different like actresses with her who are young who look like they could be her age and potentially be playing her best friend but there hasn't been like a confirmation of who's playing a friend character because you gotta have if she's in high school, you've got to have a best friend. We all did in high school. We all did. So yeah. and who is it? You know, in the comics, there was Mary. But we don't have anyone cast as Mary. Yeah. So I want to know what's up with that. I think they might be trying to go for like sort of like a, like a girl group or something. Like not just one best friend. Mm-hmm. We were... We were in high school. Like, even if you had three or four friends, you had a best friend. We oh, all had a best or friend. Or three best friends. You had, like, a best friend squad. Yes. And I, I sort of think that's what they're going for, sort of like a squad. Um, because they've cast, like you said, a, a lot of girls who could be, like, her friends. But no one that I would, like, be like, well, this is the friend. Um, but that, that also has to do with how they're going to play the new girl in school thing mm-hmm. um because i mean there are a few ways they can go with that and we sort of know what they are because it's a common trope uh mm-hmm. you get to a, to a new school and you're either the popular one right away or you're definitely not or like you could be in the middle somewhere and mm-hmm. with superheroes you're always like dude you don't want to be popular like you really really don't because then everyone notices you and also, it's like, it's kind of boring when the popular kid is also the superhero. Like, because then where's the struggle? Like, you got to yeah. identify with the character. Yeah. And no, I, I... Go ahead. Yeah, I think they're going to make it more, like, the thing you're going to identify more is the family thing at first, I think. Obviously, she's going to have issues at school because no matter where you were, you had issues at school. Everyone had issues at school. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is sort of ties into what we talked in the first episode about wanting to have women writing because I don't like I would really like to think that when they're gonna write about girl issues at school there'll be women writing about girl issues at school because I don't even want to think what men think were our issues at school oh yeah where we <laughs> yeah what they think goes down in uh, our locker rooms isn't what actually happens in our locker rooms. Right? Yeah. Yeah, I so. definitely want that 
authenticity of what it was like to be a girl in high school. And thank God we survived. Let me God, yes. If we thank survive, Jesus. you're going to survive, Stargirl. We promise. <laughs> you're going to make it. You're you going to make it. Speaking of high school, um, <laughs> in the solo <laughs> series, I kind of love that the principal was a bad guy. Yes, because we get a lot of we get a lot of principals who are like nice but misguided. <laughs> yeah, I think that would be like really fun to see in the show. It's I it's uh it's something that's definitely like been done before. Like it reminds me of an episode of Doctor Who, but I think it'd be really funny if the principal ended up being a bad guy at some point. Yeah, but I think when we're talking comics, we we have to be honest with the people listening to us that most everything has been done before. Well, yeah, absolutely. I mean, the history of comics and, like, not just DC, but there's Marvel. Like, someone has probably done something similar before. And it's just about how you make the character different while going through situations that other characters have gone through and other people have gone through. Because that's just the way it is. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah and how you give her I'm interested in, in, in the friendship but I'm also interested in if they're gonna go uh, with a love interest or mm-hmm. they're gonna go like where they're gonna go with that because there are a few possibilities nothing concrete in the comics that would be like this is I mean yes but no not at the beginning um, I mean we know as an adult uh, there's a glimpse in the future um, and she sort of, spoiler alert, ends up married to um, Albert Rodstein, but I don't, I mean, there's a lot they could do beforehand, and there's mm-hmm. a lot they could change, even if whatever, sometimes on TV shows, what will happen is you'll bring someone in before, you're like, this is what we're going to do before all TV, and then that shit just works, and you're like, okay, now mm-hmm. I'm stuck into this vibe. I think the love the love interest conversation is interesting because there are movies and TV shows with female superheroes where they don't have a love interest and it's still interesting. Like with Captain Marvel that just came out, she doesn't have a love interest in her film and really she didn't need one. Like there was no. enough story, there was enough drama, the love between her and her best friend Maria, I feel like was enough for me. Um, and in Supergirl, another DC show, she had that relationship with Monel in season two, but she really hasn't had one since. And I, it's not like I've been like, you know, missing her being in a relationship. Like I felt like she's had enough to do. She's had enough drama with her um, family, certainly. So yeah, I think I think it's gotten like in general. I've, I've... Supergirl and I have had our issues, but I think the show has gotten better <laughs> when we haven't been in the drama of relationship for mm-hmm. her or for Alex. Yes. Like yes, you yes. can ground that show in her relationship with Alex and you could ground this show in family and in friendship. I just don't know if they will. Because there's mm-hmm. a thing about teenage dramas that sort of attracts um, drama. Right. And then and in drama high in high school has a lot to do yeah, with your crush. I was going to say, there, you have like so much hormones in high school that it's kind of hard not to like at least have a crush on someone so I'm sure that there can be that where like maybe she'll be crushing on someone and she has to like hide her superhero-ness from that person like that classic stuff maybe yeah I don't need her to have like to meet the love of her life and be like this is the person she's gonna end up with forever Mm -hmm. um but I I would find it weird that in 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 a in a sense, in a time where hormones are like, yeah, like you said, like we all sort of like have a crush at least um, in high school. Uh, but again, I, I again, this goes back to what we said at the beginning. I hope there are women behind the scenes and writers and directors so we get a sort of like a look at the teenage girl experience. Because I think a lot of the shows that happen, superheroes or not, in high school don't mm-hmm. feel real to us actual teenage girls like people who are actually teenage girls were well, like yeah this ain't how it goes right because like they're too perfect all the time yeah because i was 
definitely not perfect in high school. I don't think any of us were. So you need that like real life experience. Like it's not enough. Like obviously like most of us have gone through the high school experience, but it is different when you're a young woman going through that. Yeah. And I don't think it's something men can understand. You can replicate it. Yeah, so. there are different. I think there are like there are similar themes, but different. I don't know, different pressures, perhaps that we experience. I don't know how to fully articulate it. I am still recovering from a cold. Just a heads up, everyone. She sounds uh, perfect. So <laughs> then you can go tell her on Twitter that it didn't sound like you had a cold. Yeah, thank you. Thank you so much. But yeah, as far as her love interest, I am interested in her potentially having a love interest, but I'm definitely more interested in how they're going to explore the family theme. Because if you read her solo series, if you read all the JSA comics, it kind of goes back to this theme of family. Like even Batman says at some point that like, you know, the Justice League is a strike team, but the JSA is a family. And I, I think that's kind of right. What do you think, Lizzie? I, I agree. And I think we sort of mentioned that before, that the whole thing with comics is about found family. And I think it, it, it would be good if they could explore her whole thing with her actual family and how she feels and how. And also, I think we have a chance to see her relationship with Pat grow and develop mm -hmm. from what it was at the beginning and what it is when powers come into play and they're fighting together and all of these things and then because there, there's a, a whole layer that that will add to the relationship mm -hmm. um it's not like i can just say tell my stepdad to like go away the same way i could before because mm -hmm. um, well now we need to like be sort of in tune and fight together and just like um and that how how sort of that affects the family dynamic as well mm -hmm. um, because that that changes and even though the mom is not as big a character i i kind of would like for the mom to have more to do in the show yes agreed. than she had in the comics because i mean she was sort of there but not doing much mm -hmm. um, and, but now if so much of the beginning of, of, of the setup of the show is going to be about the family, um, I don't think we can just have her be like, oh, yes, my daughter and, and my husband just disappeared for a little bit. I'm just going to go here and not ask questions. I don't know. Like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think that the thing that I'm going to look out for between Courtney and Pat is when she actually calls him dad. Like, I think that's going to be a really, like, pivotal point in their relationship. And as far as with her and her mom, I think the main drama that we can suss out there is how long it takes for Courtney to tell her the truth about what she's actually doing and, and how kinda, her stepdad is involved, too. I, I kind of hope it's not, like, how overdone it's the whole secrets thing. Yeah, like, that's true. We're all like, come on, just tell the people. Like, everyone in school is going to know sooner or later. Like, your mom deserves to know. <laughs> like, That's true. It's like, That's true. I think it, it's the same reason why we were over having another Superman story where Lois didn't know. We're just mm -hmm. tired of that story. We would like to see these people who are family fighting together. Yeah. Oh. Even if they, the mom can't actually fight, but like, it's different if she knows. That's true. Uh, yeah, there's, you know, when you are a young woman growing up in a house with your mom, there's definitely a lot of different fights that you have. That's for sure. So again, if you have women writers in the room, they can kind of guide of like, okay, what is actually something teenage girls fight with their moms about that isn't entirely superficial? Like perhaps yeah. like they can fight about how much time she spends um, in her superhero life and like Courtney needing to like balance her life a little bit more and her mom's trying to get her to do that. Um, the only thing I really think about with like 
I don't know if this is true for you, Lizzie, but when I think about heroes in high school, I think about Buffy. Yeah, me too. So, like, the relationship between Buffy and her mom maybe could, like, because that was also interesting as well. But I don't remember how much Buffy's mom knew. Uh, nothing. Because I haven't, I haven't rewatched that series in a minute. I remember when her mom died and it, like, ruined my life. But well, I, yeah, I haven't rewatched that episode of Buffy ever. Like, I cannot. I don't think her mom knew until, like, the end. I don't even think she knew when she died. I, oh my gosh, we may have to edit this out because we're going to get a bunch of, like, <laughs> angry people screaming at us, like, this is the wrong comparison. Um, but that is what I think of. I think of, when I think of girl heroes in high school and the different pressures that they face, I do think of Buffy. So maybe there is, there's something to glean from that, perhaps. I agree. And there's also the fact that we can compare it to Buffy and say, this isn't what we don't want because in charge of Buffy for most of this run was mm-hmm. a man. Yes, and, and then you can sort of say... Uh, especially Joss, considering what we know of him, and now? he can sort of yeah. be like, uh, he didn't really get women, much less teenage girls, and he created characters that, in looking back, you're like, Sandra, you were really an asshole. Thank you. So that's what I don't want to see in Stone But Girl. you know what? He did have, I forget the name of this writer, but there was... Yeah, it had Marty Knoxon. Yeah, maybe it's that. Yeah, maybe it's that name. But there was yeah. a fantastic woman writer on that series who like did some of the best episodes. Like, and you look back and you're like, oh, that's interesting that it's this specific writer who did like these amazing arcs for the show. Yeah. <clears throat> I, I mean, I think sometimes, and then I, I know a lot of people are going to be surprised by that. But sometimes when you see all these shows and this level of drama and men are behind it mm-hmm. and, and men are behind it because men seem to think that the only way women relate to other people is with this level of drama and if you had more women behind shit there would probably be less romance <laughs> because women would understand that w- that our experience is more than romance yes romance is a part of the experience but not all of it um yeah then- i think that's why the the idea of her having a best friend squad is appealing because there's definitely something to be said about sisterhood. And that starts early for us as women. Like, we definitely form our, like, core group of best friends when we're young. And especially in high school, because that's how we survived high school. Yeah, and many of us keep that same core group of friends from high school forever. That's true. Yeah, I have friends from high school that I talk to, like, and even when life gets hard, we make a point to call each other every few weeks at least. So it's not like we finish high school and we're like, bye, bitch. <laughs> you, made me, you made me, like, laugh so hard that I, like, coughed in my throat awkwardly. That was great. <laughs> bye, bitch. <laughs> oh, my God. Yes. So. I think the family. I'm interested in the family, especially if they bring in a stepbrother, too. That can throw a wrench in the mix. Ooh, that can throw a big wrench. Right? Because, like, if she didn't know about, what's his name, Mike? Yeah. And suddenly he, like, appears at the door and they're like, what? Uh, I think that, especially if he's, like, jealous of Courtney and her relationship with Pat, I think yeah. that would be a fun story. Yeah, it would be. And we're still telling, we would still be telling stories that are not the normal stories you get for high school dramas. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so it would all be welcome for those stories to be told. Um, oh, and I, if her, if her bio dad shows up, I that would he also will, be but like, do you think that's like a first season thing? Mm, I don't, maybe at like the end of the season. Yeah, like yeah, because we know her bio dad isn't exactly like, but like maybe that could. Now that I think about it, if you bring in her bio dad, you can have sort of like 
make her relationship with Pat. Like you can make the comparison, and then when you when she calls Pat dad, you can make that mean more if she can compare what a dad is to what a dad is not. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. I just mm-hmm. need my same feel. Oh god. We just need to watch this series already. Right? It they're feels like, like filming they're here. filming the pilot right now. Is that what's happening? Yeah. Yes, oh, we're Lord. so far away, honestly, and we don't know who anyone is playing. And since they no. haven't been filming that much, we can't even speculate. Like, after a few months of filming, you can sort of speculate a few things considering who's where and what they're wearing and all of that shit. Mm-hmm. Especially in this day and age, people have gotten good at guessing shit. It's, but it's we're from the here, smallest like, of details. Yeah. Right now, we can't, so we just gotta basically talk about what we want from her, considering what we know of the comics. And and mm-hmm. we have read, like, we did research on sort of a lot of the comics that she showed up, and we go back to Stars and Stripe. So, I, honestly, if you want to get started with Stargirl, that's where you need to go. Yeah, because I um, think that's definitely where they can draw the most inspiration for her character is from that solo run. I agree. And like, if you're interested in like knowing more or reading more about her before the show starts, um, start there. Like, and it's only 15 issues. That's not, I mean, in comparison to other runs, that's so little. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You can get through that fast and, and then you can sort of, in in the whole of the JSAs, like the different runs of the comics, as much as there is about her, the storylines are usually not just about her. Yeah, there's a lot of other characters for them to juggle. I think what's fun about uh, the JSA comics is that it does allow for more fantastical things to happen. Like, yeah. you know, there's time travel that happens. You know, I love a good time travel story. I did oh, not that do. Doctor Who. <laughs> uh, yeah, and it's it's less grounded on in reality as we were talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, I do think that they will probably keep the first season sort of like in the Stars and Stripe kind of vibe. Um, yeah. Because they can always, like, I mean, Stargirl does not exist within the universe by itself the, they there could be more there could be chances of her meeting other characters we don't mm-hmm. know how that would work um we don't know what they were planning for all these shows that are premiering at the same time and if there would be a possibility of these shows sort of like characters from one show coming onto the other mm-hmm. um, i mean you assume the answer is yes um but we don't know what the plan is um, and hey, she did have a crush at some point on Robin, but on Tim Drake. So, yeah. like, you could go weird place. Like, I'm not saying she's got to, like, have a love affair. But, like, there's just, like, little nods that you can take to other comics and other comic book characters. Yeah, that's the thing that uh, they have to consider is that because so many characters have interacted with her, it's kind of like, you know, you you have so many options that to narrow that down is hard. Like, if you're going to do a story that has Superman in it, like, you have to consider, okay, who are we going to bring on as Superman? Is this a person that we're going to keep around for a while? Because you can't just bring on Superman and then not use him, right? Like, we love a Superman. Yeah. So there yeah. are a lot of things that they have to consider when they have, like, this huge stacked roster to pick and choose from yeah i i also assume that it would be more likely that we're gonna see um some of the other characters from the other series on the same service than the chances of us seeing like the green arrow yeah so, though we already in smallville star girl met the green arrow if i remember correctly mm, i'm gonna have to trust you on that because I did not watch that, which I think I mentioned in yeah. the last episode. Um, <laughs> I remember correctly, she she appeared, like, okay, 
we can talk a little bit about her on live action for a little bit because she did okay. appear in Smallville in several episodes in season nine and ten. Um, and she, uh, there's an episode when she saves the arrow, um, even. Um, okay. And I think it was, um, it was fun to see, but like the character did not feel. I mean, she was just there for a few episodes. She didn't feel like a fully realized character back then. Okay, but that's also how I felt about her on Legends. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Right? She was just there, like, as window dressing. I like, look, that's Stargirl. Bye. I forgot about that entire story until we signed up for this podcast. And I was like, oh, yeah, she was on Legends. Yeah. Like, I completely forgot about her arc on there. And she was in, what, like, three episodes or something? And she yeah, ends she up was. in Camelot? Yeah. With herself, like, she's Merlin. Yeah. By the way, I'm in love with Arthur. I'm staying here. Goodbye. Like, <laughs> <laughs> what a waste. <laughs> and didn't she, well, I think a version of her also appeared on Supergirl? Like, well, dead. Like, um, the super that superheroes of, like, Earth 90 that were killed. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, with yeah. the monitor. Yeah, there's like yeah. a glimpse of her dead on the ground, which yeah, yeah is not great. No. <laughs> but like all of these portrayals of her cannot exist in the same universe as the show is gonna exist. Because it makes no sense. No. So like Definitely I mean I, I don't think they, they they're even considering that the DC TV shows on the CW exist on the same universe as anything on the DC service. Because um, that yeah, just gets it, too complicated. Yeah, and I think it would be fun, like, if they were going to do crossovers to keep the DC Universe crossovers together outside of the CW, uh, CW shows crossing over together. You know what I mean? Because if they start yeah. crossing over with each other, I'm just going to get an enormous headache. Super, It's already super confusing with just the people on the CW. And even if they're taking away Arrow after next season, that just... It's just too much. But, oh, but isn't that interesting how we were talking about uh, right? Superman pilot and then that news came out? I was like, oh, does this mean? <laughs> what does this mean? I mean, it might. It might. Um, yeah. I, I'm not necessarily going to miss Arrow, but I, I do like that there are new shows. I think the new crop of DC shows, everything on the service, starting with Titans, has been way better than anything on the CW. Yeah, I think it's because you have more freedom with niche characters because you don't have the pressures of their legacy, really, to deal with. That's why I'm so excited about this opportunity to build Stargirl is because she really hasn't gotten her moment to shine. Like, she kind of gets her moments in the comics, but still, outside of her solo series, those moments are, like, far and few between. Yeah. Right? Like, that's why we're saying go read the Soul series if you're going to read anything. And then just the show is going to be probably our new canon when it comes to her. That would be cool. Yeah, and that's something that people can refer back to when they do other JSA stuff. Because JSA, you know, is a JSA is a very like popular crew. Right? And I'm surprised that there hasn't been more of that. Yeah, I don't know if there was a rights issue because I'm also surprised that for so many years we've gotten so many different versions of the same thing and nothing from the JSA. Right, like we got we got a lot of like Justice League stuff. Like there was, there's cartoons, yeah. there's the live action stuff. Oh, speaking of Justice League, Stargirl was on the Justice League Unlimited cartoon. Yeah, I remember, yeah. Yeah, but I- it was like, Blip. I feel like it was just like a blip. Yeah, and she she was on Justice League Action as well, um, in the in Cartoon Network. Mm-hmm. She was in an episode, I think. I don't know if she was more. I remember an episode. Um. Of, but there's not even that much of her in animation as well. Yeah, um, it's just yeah. We can mention it. Justice League Unlimited. She was in like a little bit of. I wrote it down when I, I was doing research, a little bit of a teaser segment in Batman the Brave and the Bold. 
Uh-huh. That was like two seconds. Um, I mean, not two seconds, but it wasn't like she hasn't had like if uh, she's had like episodes here and there. She hasn't had like an even an arc about her, really. Unless you want to count so the whole thing with Merlin. Oh God, yeah, that's we don't need to talk about Merlin. No, we don't. I'm I'm fine. Um, I <laughs> I think as. <laughs> If I'm going to do recommendations for comics to, like, get to know her, like, again, I'm going to go back to Stars and Stripe. I think that there are a couple of issues in All Stars, perhaps. Especially in All Stars. Yeah. Yeah, We might might tweet about them. Let me, like, I will look up which um, specific issues they are and we'll tweet about them. But it's mostly Stars and Stripe. Yeah, Stars and Stripe, All-Stars, because All-Stars was only, like, 18 issues, and, like, the crew was split up, so it was, like, easier to give her more attention. Yeah. And then I remember there was a birthday issue in Justice Society of America, um, the one that started in 2007. Yeah, and then the one with that, yeah, that had a lot of issues. 2007 to 2011. The one, there was, like, a cute little birthday issue like solely focused on her and like all of the JSA were there and now she's considered like a more veteran hero and the new recruits were looking up to her like it was a really cute issue but that was like the only highlight I had from that entire series when it comes to Stargirl which is sad it is it is I in general like again it's it's a good thing when you adapt a character like her um, it's a bad thing, but it's a good thing because you don't have as many as much comic baggage, and that happens to us with adaptations. Like um, when they change something, um, people go insane. And in many ways, I understand it. I get like that if I really like a book, and it's mm-hmm. the same thing, a comic book. Um, you're like, no, this is not my canon, <laughs> and that that's one of the problems a lot of people have had with Arrow, um, that they probably cast wrong and um they couldn't do the OTB that the green arrow always has um and then a lot of people just shut out from the beginning mm-hmm. um which is something they they really couldn't do with flash for example because everyone and their mother knows uh, about Barry Allen and Iris mm-hmm. West. It's, it wasn't as easy. Like, I think right. they felt that with the Green Arrow, they could. And here with Stargirl, they can actually, they could probably deviate. And, like, there will be mm-hmm. a couple of people mad, but would it be that many people? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think um, a lot of people get mad, particularly over the love interest characters. So we have that completely freed up in yeah. Stargirl. Because she, like, she has like a moment with the dc captain marvel like she kisses billy at some point yeah they kind of have like a little crush she has that thing with adam smasher i don't know if i talked about that on the last episode but it's like kind of weird because she's underage at that point and And then in the future they're like married um but it's weird the setup but like again this is comics we're talking about yeah. The setup for a lot of ships that you think you like are weird as fuck. Um, because <laughs> a lot of the ships you think you like started being written like 50 years ago when like it, it doesn't feel like the world has changed so much, but it has. Yeah, so, like, definitely. Yeah, and I think, uh, what was it? If I'm remembering correctly, with Arrow, weren't people mad when the love interest changed to Felicity instead of Laurel? Ooh, people are still mad. Right? Like, like if, I remember... If you go on a, Twitter a and hashtag Olicity, there are probably 50 people mad at any given time. <laughs> yeah, so I, I think a lot of people's rage revolves around the love interest, so we're kind of freed up from that. Yeah, but I, girl. I also think that with Arrow, it's something that's not going to happen here, but because with Arrow, also Black Canary was such a big character. Mm-hmm. She, was never, she was never really like... Um, a sidekick or anything or a secondary character to the Green Arrow. She was a big character by herself. And then they bring her in and then they don't go the comic way. And I think that that was probably had something to do with uh, the setup they did. Mm-hmm. Cause like when you set up um, 
Oliver banging her sister and then like going away with her sister and then like they had, like how were you gonna get out of that one? Mm-hmm. Like, uh, and here like we don't really have that much comic baggage um, mm-hmm. that that I think people are gonna be like oh my god she's gonna yeah. end up with so and so. At least we don't have a lot of comic baggage with her. Like yeah. once we talk about other JSA, oh yeah, yeah, we may have to yeah. be more cognizant of their like comic book baggage regarding their family and their romantic relationships yeah. but with her we you know we kind of have some freedom there yeah but like when we get into other um characters we're also gonna have to speculate because there's been very little announced as to who so many of the people they've <laughs> no. actually playing it's like um, we could do a whole episode uh, speculating about Wally West, and then it turns out Wally West is not on the show. I know. <laughs> it's like, I know. <laughs> so. And I think yeah. it's so, I have to go back to like, I just think it's so entertaining that they announced like Sportsmaster, which is like a villain that's kind of ridiculous that I've completely forgotten about in yeah. like reading DC comics, and you're like, they're going with Sportsmaster? Like, I'm looking forward to seeing, well, when we do get to, I think that's going to be our next episode, perhaps. Like, when we do get to that discussion of, like, how they're going to make Sportsmaster, like, really cool for, like, 2019. It, it, it feels like they, like, it's a big job. Yeah. So, but I mean, I, I, I remember watching the first trailer to Titans. A while back and being like this is not gonna work and then I I watched it and I loved it mm-hmm. so I have a lot of um, I'm, I'm willing to give them a lot of a benefit of the doubt here yeah absolutely I think like I said before when you pick these more uh, unknown or niche characters it really unlocks a lot of creative freedom and I think that they can do really cool things with Sportsmaster or like Shiv who's gonna be the like bad girl in the high school and also one of the villains. I think that's going to be really entertaining. I also think that we sometimes forget that comics, um, the adaptation helps now that the technology has sort of caught up with what we can see and what was in the comics. Mm-hmm. Um, because before there were uh, villains and there were things that were just impossible to adapt and make them look real. Mm-hmm or cool even um mm-hmm. and i think that's changed um and that will probably help us in general with the jsa in some of the villains mm-hmm. oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. definitely because you have to have a believable power you know what i mean like it has to look legit for us to buy into it yeah that's and the most important part with yeah. heroes and villains we need that even if it, it is a more like low budget show technology has come such a long way since like you know star trek <laughs> yeah so i think that could be really cool to see <clears throat> i i kind of wonder back to the secret identity if we don't have mary who's her best friend Mm-hmm. Um, I remember Mary learns about her identity like two seconds after they meet. Right. Because it's like, um, how are they going to play out? They might play up the their friends don't know thing. Maybe that's why Mary isn't there. Hmm. Hmm. Maybe. I and mean, like that's, uh, but it's still like that secret identity struggle that we've seen. So, so many, many times, times. That, that's the thing so many times but like are we gonna see that with the family are we gonna see that with the friends are we gonna see that like with both is it gonna be completely her burden to bear for a little bit and maybe she like has to confess i don't know i i kind of hope it's not just season one it's not about the same thing and her keeping the secret like we can you have like one episode of secrets mm-hmm. And then that's it. Like, I'm tired of that same story. I'm really interested if we're not going to have a sister character, because she does get a younger sister, yeah. like, down the line. If we're not going to have a little sister, then I am interested in a best friend slash best friend squad dynamic. Yeah, but, like, the, yeah, I think the little sister, the half-sister, would not be interesting for a while. 
I mean, that's yeah, a storyline for the death. Yeah, especially for- if she's like born when she's in high school. That's not going to get interesting until yeah. way um, later. Or unless like a you do a time jump episode. or something. Yes, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Right. <clears throat> I think I think a half sister is Patricia. But, like, again, I, that's something they could do, yeah, just if they're going to do time travel or they're going to do a time jump at some point. Or, like, if we're going to get horny and, like, at, at some point in the comic, we see her go to college. Like, mm-hmm. she eventually gets out of high school, yes. Yes. Uh, Unlike some other heroes who, like, stay in the same place forever. Um, but that's down the line. Like, yeah. now she, we're going to see her in, in high school, presumably keeping her secret identity that she's really bad at keeping from some people. Um, and we'll see where they take that storyline. We sort of hope, I think we both agree that we sort of hope it's more family oriented at first. I mean, she can have her little level of high school drama, but I kind of, we kind of hope, I think that it's not romance focused at least at first. Mm-hmm. Um, well, especially because have... the thing with Pat it sounds really interesting to me. Oh yeah, I think there's there's enough. I think there's enough drama with the stepdad to like ground the series on its own with just that. But adding in all of the other family things, I think, is what will make it interesting for the entire season. Yeah, and then we can sort of kick the narrative that female superheroes need um, a love interest aside. Mm-hmm. And then she can get that love interest, so we can also kick the narrative that love interests are bad aside. <laughs> we can do both, just different seasons. I have, so something we haven't discussed yet is our hopes for her costume. Oh, yes, I thought about right? it because normally just, we seem like a bare midriff situation that like i don't want with that big shorts. star that big white star uh-huh and the longer shorts that are horrible i it is so indicative of the late 90s yes. that she has on those like biker shorts but like that again oh. will have a lot to do with when the show is set because if you exactly. set it in 2019 it makes no sense for her to be dressed like that but if you said it in the 90s i i could see how they give us something similar to that yeah and then but like at least in the um, that i remember in the um, in smallville for example that she had sort of the the shorts and the the Mm -hmm. the the nothing was a short the the midriff was not a completely like bare and then the star mm-hmm. was smaller so she didn't look so much like cartoonish um mm-hmm. so it wasn't as bad um but it wasn't my favorite either and then yeah and the uh, plenty of kickboxers fight in shorts and cheerleaders wear skirts like there's a lot that she can do regardless of her wardrobe I just think that the bike shorts are a definite no for me. Yeah, I agree. And and I but I would like for them to keep her in pants. That um, would be cool, right? Yeah, because we see it so much so many I mean one of the, the things um that I like um about Captain Marvel is that her her costume didn't look like um regular it looked like Captain America's costume but for a girl. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and it, it wasn't was, oversexed, and it was functional. Like, she used that suit to fight. Yeah, and then, again, I think the, the, the good thing about Stargirl not being such a well-known character is that you can make a, a couple of tweaks to the costume without comic book fans jumping on you. They couldn't have changed Wonder Woman's suit. And right. I understand that. We, I would have been mad as well. It's like, <laughs> yeah. no, that's not Wonder Woman. Um but they can do, they can, like, change Stargirl. Mm-hmm. Like, the red boots. Oh, my God. No. Boots. I'm really hoping for amazing boots. And yes. there's a lot you can play with with, like, a star symbol. You, there are plenty of ways to make that cool. 
Yeah, I've seen some cosplayers that look amazing. Oh, um, my favorite. This is a sidebar. My favorite Stargirl cosplayers is when they do the bombshell look. Oh, yes. I love it. I love it. I think that's my favorite. This is kind of probably telling of my aesthetic, but like that's my favorite Stargirl costume. I I think it's so cute. I love it so much. I don't think we're going to get anything like that, but I love it. No, because it kind of looks like a one-piece swimsuit, but it's so cute. But it is the kind of uh, outfit I'd go cosplay on. And I don't even think it's... it's The good thing about all, sort of all the Stargirls costumes is that none of them are really that revealing. I mean, mm-hmm. e- even that one that's sort of like a one piece, at least it has like little shorts. It's not like a really like a right. one piece. Yeah, yeah. So, but she's also a teenage girl. I mean, so I wouldn't want them to sexualize her too much. No. And it's, yeah. There's, there are plenty of comic book characters who are women, who are overly sexualized, but who are still super powerful. Like, Power Girl comes to mind, obviously. Like, there's no reason for that boob window. And it's not that we're prudish. It's just saying that let's have more variety. You know, it's not like, we don't need enormous breasts to fight. No, they, they actually a, hinder the fight. Necessity. They don't help. I promise you, they might get in the way. Seriously. Gotta, you know, hey, we, we do boxing. We got to strike right. these puppies down for mobility purposes. Yeah, yeah. Okay? Yeah. We know. Yeah, Go we're ahead. telling you, listen, listen to us. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I think we have sort of, um, in our own way that like you, you've seen, we had a plan, a specific plan, and we sort of went through that plan in the order we, we desired and <laughs> like, we're probably not going to be the type of podcast that goes like 0.1, 0.2, 0. 0.3, but, um, we hope you still enjoyed listening to us ramble about this and, we, yes, we presume that at some point, when we know more, we can get more on topic. Yes, absolutely. Once there are actual episodes to discuss, you will know exactly where we're going, probably. No guarantee. <laughs> but probably you'll have a better idea of what we'll talk about. So, yes, I think that's it for this episode. Yeah, so you can visit stargirlpodcast.com for all the latest news about the Stargirl show. And you can follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Stargirl Podcast. You can subscribe to us, Stargirl Podcast, on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, and soon on Google Play. And while you're on Apple Podcasts, go ahead and rate, review, subscribe. Uh, Five-star reviews would be nice, guys. Stars, five-star, star girl. It's perfect. It's insane. (laughs) Yes. Only five-star reviews, guys, please. Uh, don't forget that we are part of the DCTV Podcast Network, and there are a lot of podcasts and a lot of shows there. I'm not going to list them all, uh, but you know where to find them. And follow the network on social media at DCTV Podcast on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And subscribe to our mega feed on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, and Google Play. Also, DCTV Podcast has its own tea public store. So if you're interested in DCTV-related merchandise, Click on the link in the show notes and get some awesome gear up. Uh, and then remember that this supports the network so we can continue to make these podcasts. Yes. If you have any questions or any thoughts about Stargirl um, or anything you want us to read, maybe next episode, you can email us at stargirlpodcast at gmail.com. And you can also follow us, uh, your hosts, on Twitter. I'm on Twitter, Angie. At Doll Rights, that's D A H L W R I T E S. Yeah, and I'm Lissy, and I'm at Lissy Dad, um, which is L I C C I E T H A T. See you next time. Bye.